This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am VLORGTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. What's crack and boom chakala? He stole all my thunder. All I can say is hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only have this energy because you got me pizza today, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm so happy that that got you and on time. Yeah, when in doubt, send Marion pizza. Please, send me all the pizza. We're gonna dox Marion just so you can send the pizza. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that not actually, no. No, that'd be, that'd be oh, bad. <laughs> One fear. But we'll, we'll have a GoFundMe to give Marion a lifetime supply of pizza. We'll make it happen. Bro. Demon Slayer pizza party. Let's do this. Yes. Like we should. We should. Have, we have a lot to celebrate. Cause I mean, we're running this. We're doing this podcast, and now Demon Slayer's taking over the uh, Japan, so they can afford to send us a pizza or two. If anything, the, the staff are having pizza parties now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we single-handedly made Demon Slayer blow up. Uh, you, you can thank us. Right. You can thank me personally at Microwavy the E before the V. You can uh, <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, and I will be the first tweet uh, from <laughs> talking about it from the week that it fucking premiered in English. You're, you're welcome. The Demon Slayer Shadow Editor. <laughs> God. Ugh. John, where are you if you're listening? We believe in you. We want you on. Yes, John, you're uh, fucking <laughs> Chad. I love that you also translate all the Sunday manga like Komi and Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> John Wary, if you ever listen to this, uh, hit us up. We would love to talk to you. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, today our episode is a little bit different, actually. We're not talking about a chapter of Demon Slayer or volume or anything manga-specific content-wise of Demon Slayer. We're going to be talking about just all the big news stories that happened throughout December for Demon Slayer because it was kind of a big month for it for a variety of reasons on um, whether it was hitting some uh, major milestones to just getting a lot of buzz so I thought it would be uh, kind of worthwhile to talk about and maybe make this into a uh, regular segment for the podcast kind of maybe every month talking about just uh, what's up in the world of Demon Slayer so we aren't just talking about the content itself in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I, agree. I think that's pretty think productive that's in terms of just like, even though the manga's over, its impact is still there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I and think at this point too, most of the relevant Demon Slayer stuff is kind of various news related content. Um, because yeah, we we might not be getting another season of Demon Slayer for a while or another movie. Um, which we might get into later here as well. But I think Ooh. to keep the discussion of Demon Slayer going, this is kind of a nice direction to take the podcast in. And uh, honestly, like if you guys have any feedback about this episode or anything we're doing, send it our way. We'd love any criticisms 
or just kind of uh, suggestions so that we can improve the podcast for you listeners out there. Yeah, any constructive feedback is welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're only here because you guys listen to this up. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I, I am very uh, taken aback by how many people have been listening to the podcast as of late. Our follower count on Twitter continues to rise. We're almost at 4,000, uh, which blows me away. I don't know how we got this far. It's kind of scary. Um, but I'm happy people like the podcast, and we like doing it. True. Yeah, no, this is definitely a highlight just of podcasting. We, we're we're on a couple things together, but I just, I'm just glad that I'm able to hang out with my friends like this, and people are enjoying what we're putting out there. I mean, I just had, I was just told by family the other day they were listening to this, so, which is scary and embarrassing, but, oh, wow. but like, yeah, I mean, I got family members listening. Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. Like, uh, I know we've, all, I think all three of us might have had instances where people we didn't know necessarily were listening to the podcast actually are regular listeners or occasional listeners, which is kind of scary, but also cool at the same time, so... Thank you for all the folks out there who uh, take time out of their day to listen to our ramblings about Demon Slayer. All right. So, so B-Lord, what's our what's on our agenda tonight? Okay, yeah, we're going to start off here with the new volumes that came out in December for Demon Slayer. Uh, first off, from the English side at Viz Media, we have Demon Slayer Volume 19, which came out on December 1st. Um, so if uh, you are collecting the Demon Slayer volumes like yours truly, that was something you definitely should have picked up. Volume 19 covers chapters 161 to 169 of the manga. So I believe that is a little bit into... Actually, I'm not sure what fight that would be. That would probably be the canal fight with Goma. Yeah, that's that's what it starts Oh, off. that was lit. Yeah. That's what it starts off with, and it ends with... I think it ends with Kokushibo. Uh, Kokushibo, yeah. yeah, Kokushibo, yep. So yeah, that, that is a uh, doozy of a volume then. Yeah, so definitely definitely pick that up. Uh, I really like picking up the Demon Slayer volumes. Like, obviously you can read it all in the vault, but uh, it's kind of nice having a concrete collection of Demon Slayer. Plus, it's not that long of a series either. It's only 23 volumes, and speaking of the 23rd volume, it came out on December 4th in Japan. Um, so if you want to collect that as well, because uh, for one thing, that cover is really beautiful. It has Tanjiro and Nezuko kind of before everything went down, and it, it looks really pretty. So yeah, you should really pick it up. And also that came out on that day as well is the Kimetsu no Yaiba Gaiden volume, which is all the kind of side stories done by Ryuji Hirano, specifically the Rengoku and the Gyu side stories, as well as uh, the gag series they did, uh, Kimetsu no Aima. Oh, that's the one that, I think the Kimetsu no Aima were the like one page uh, comics that came out like after every anime episode. Yup, yeah, those ones. They were published on uh, Jump Plus, as well as, I think, uh, the Demon Slayer Twitter, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read a few of them. They were really kind of uh, cute and uh, fluffy, nice little reads. We'll, I think we'll definitely cover that on the podcast too at some point. 
Yeah, the, the the designs are very like cute, cheapy. That like the kind that you can see definitely on merch. Yeah, it's definitely weird to look out now because uh, if you're familiar with Hirano's kind of usual artwork, it's a bit of a uh, departure from that. For reference, for listeners who maybe aren't super familiar with his work, he did the short-lived manga Boze Beats in Shonen Jump, and he currently does a uh, fake type red line for type moon. So yeah, he uh, is has a pretty good art style that is more attributed to action series um, than a gag series, but he can definitely draw a gag manga. That's for sure. I will have to check that out. I've actually not read that. I mean, I have volume, the final volume digitally in Japanese. Um, nice. And yeah, it's it's a great send off as well as having a lot of pages which are out there. People probably already know that, but yes, the final chapter was more fleshed out. I mean, it's nothing huge that changes the course of the manga as we know it, but it just kind of fills in some blanks, and it's just overall really nice. And there's a little bit more of allusions to how the story of Tanjiro and um, uh, Tanjiro. On the Demon Slayers, how that was passed down. That so that was really nice too. Whereas in the Jump volume, the Jump chapter in the magazine was more. I mean, it, it felt very. I mean, it was good enough, but I just like having all of these little details in there. So definitely, whenever that volume, if you want to pick up the Japanese version, and it if you're just interested in seeing how the story is filled out, and of course having more notes from uh, Gotake Sensei. Um, or, and otherwise you can, the, the release, the English release is getting pretty close. I mean, I always wait for that too, yeah. but definitely you should pick up the volume itself. Cause I know the vault is pretty much just the weekly chapters and you won't get some of the extras and 23 is filled with, them, so you will want to get that. Yeah. yeah. That's some of my favorite stuff. If, uh, if you're listening and you somehow haven't read the manga before, but you've seen the anime, a lot of the, the Taisho secrets or whatever from the anime, they come directly from the volumes. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so uh, if you're really into extras, the volumes are the best way to go to pick up Demon Slayer and read it. But speaking of the final volume too, to celebrate its release in Japan, multiple Japanese newspapers actually did like full-page advertisements like that featured Demon Slayer characters on them. So... Daryl Harding from Crunchyroll actually did a little article on this. And you can see on it that there's a bunch of different images from newspapers. And it's all, like, different characters, uh, like, Gyome, Kanao, Giyu, Tanjiro, Nesko, all having uh, happy faces or kind of uh, their usual iconic faces. And... They look really nice, for one thing. I wish I could collect these. Um, but apparently, they sold out extremely quickly. Like, uh, Daza mentions in this article that he himself tried to pick one up. And it was already sold out. So, not much luck, probably. And I'm assuming uh, a lot of these might get lost in a dumpster at some point, which is unfortunate. God. I'm looking at the picture now, and I love the expressions. A lot of these are um, from, I think, from panels. Uh, and I, something about, like, just 
everyone smiling, and then Inosuke's mask. Yeah, it's like so you have a few people me. smiling, then you have like uh, Genya who's frowning. Um, Gyome kind of has a more neutral face, and then I guess Mitsuri also. I don't know, Mitsuri is smiling too. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, who is this? <laughs> he was just like, are you approaching me? Are you approaching me? <laughs> <laughs> Q looks like, yeah, somebody took that picture of him like, hey, Q, what? Click. <laughs> God. That, that, that's, that's the first I get from his. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at them now and yeah, he's awesome. Of the scene from Evangelion of everyone saying congratulations. Oh my god, it does remind me of that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah, that's that's a nice little thing to do to celebrate Demon Slayer, especially with how big of a phenomenon it's become. And uh, speaking of that, the yearly Oricon sales came out for 2020 and uh guess what was at the top of the top selling manga list <laughs> one piece the king <laughs> nah. Psych, one piece is third place yeah one piece one piece <laughs> is old news it's in the dumpster only 7.7 million copies that's pathetic that's that's chump change our king demon slayer commits an oyaiba it got 82.3 million copies. Outselling Kingdom, which got 8.2 million copies by like 10 times. By 10 times! Oh yeah. my god. And for historical reference, the highest I think One Piece has ever got is I think during the Marine Ford arc, which was like something like 35 million copies a year. That's over double. Yeah, this is unprecedented. Yeah, so this is a huge deal. It really kind of just emphasizes how big of a series Demon Slayer really is. <laughs> We're probably never going to see something like this in our lifetime again, but I'd say that, but nobody probably expected Demon Slayer to do this either. This is just insane. I'm actually looking at the numbers now. It's like there's a there's Demon Slayer and then there's everything else, which is like miles away. Like, God. Even on the individual volumes, the first, the top like twenty-two slots are all Demon Slayer. They're all the twenty-two volumes of Demon Slayer. That <laughs> yeah, so uh, Demon Slayer did really well. And also, uh, even outside of manga, the uh, Demon Slayer Flower of Happiness novel sold like nine hundred twenty-three thousand copies alone. Good. Light novel supremacy. Let's go. Yeah, Viz, <laughs> license it, please. I want to read it. I know you're listening, Viz. I read your novels. Oh my Get god. <laughs> yeah, I think I think both of us have read the uh, jump novels that have come out. Sakaki might be the lone one out on here. Uh, I, it's okay. I well, I promise. I it's promise. okay. I can sell. I can sell Sakaki on it. <laughs> I mean, I would, re- I would definitely read the Demon Slayer them out. Not even. I'm going to sell you on the freaking Bleach novel. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You're going to be like, okay. Bleach sucks. But also, Narita hard carried so bad. Like, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, going back to Demon Slayer, though. Um, yeah, th- this is a big deal for Demon Slayer. It's 
a huge milestone, unprecedented, and something we'll probably never see again. And it's almost like people had nothing to do during COVID but read manga. <laughs> yeah, you, you think so. <laughs> um, but the fact that this isn't the only big news coming out from this year for Demon Slayer is also a testament to, again, it's a phenomenon. And we'll be going into that right now, too, uh, as we move over to the juggernaut movie Demon Slayer Mugen Train. So to start off, there is a new trailer that came out on December 20th uh, that is a bit more spoilery for the movie. And this primarily features the fight between Rengoku and Akaza. And we'd seen bits of this footage before. But this kind of just like shows off a little bit more of it. And it's kind of just like another way to promote the movie, especially with the uh, 40X screenings having started recently as of like December 26th. V-Lord, but V-Lord, is this a spoiler when everybody in Japan's already saw this movie? I mean, it, it really isn't <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it's more a spoiler I mean, like, for everyone outside Japan who hasn't seen it. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's better. Because I mean, at this point, we can legitimate. I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say most of Japan has seen this movie. So it's not I even think, a spoiler anymore. I think it's hard to say <laughs> because also on Twitter, everyone, the second that the movie was announced, people would, would just post screen caps of Renkoku and on the train and be like, oh no, he doesn't know. Or, <laughs> Get him off the train, guys. Get him off the train. Ah, those were special times. Those were wonderful times. And everyone else is just like, why should the man be afraid of the train? What's going to happen? <laughs> All it takes, I, I just remember it was just one tweet where it's just him on a train and the whole internet was freaking out. <laughs> it, it, there was no, there was thing like, haha, I'm in danger. No, it, there was no caption or anything. It's just Rengoku on a train and the comments section was Everyone just it's, going crazy. It's, it's, so that's it. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to like, I haven't actually, I've been trying to avoid watching these, like this trailer. I knew of it. And I, I mean, I've read the manga. Clearly, I know what's going to happen. But I want to be surprised by a spectacle of the animation. Because, as we've heard from several sources, it, the movie is not just Demon Slayer as the manga itself, which is already really good. It's also a UFO table. And they definitely pulled their weight. In. So, yeah, I, I want to be just surprised by it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's definitely a waiting game because uh, we probably aren't getting that movie anytime soon. And the U.S. isn't the only country facing that right now because even places like China that were supposed to get it very soon aren't anymore. Because in China, uh, as of a recent news piece, uh, they decided to delay Demon Slayer Mugen Train because of the recent controversy with the Monster Hunter live action film. Oh, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. Heard of that. For those who don't know, the Monster Hunter film had a uh, some insensitive uh, content towards Asian people. And that, yeah, obviously did not gel well with the Chinese audience. That's crazy. The fact that it's also co-produced by a Chinese company, Tencent, like... How did that happen? How did that go through? I mean, to be fair, that entire movie is a complete mess, so... <laughs> oh, no. It's like, who, are, who thinks, when they think Monster Hunter, who thinks military versus, like, weird dragon lizards? That's not Monster Hunter. 
I think they wanted to make it like Fast and Furious. Yeah, which is like that's <laughs> not Monster Hunter at all. But God. but it sells. Yeah, that's. Mm. I went from not wanting to see this to wanting to see it just from Marion uh, saying oh Fast no. and Furious. <laughs> yeah, essentially, due to the film being pulled, uh, regulators have decided that the openings for most kind of upcoming foreign films uh, will be kind of pushed back a little bit, which is delaying Demon Slayer Mugen Train, essentially. Um, oh, that's pretty sad. Yeah, another interesting to note, uh, this was mentioned by the article that uh, Daryl Harding wrote for it. Uh, for reference, like most of these uh, pieces that we're referencing are from Crunchyroll News, and the vast majority of them are written by Daryl Harding, a.k.a. Daza. So uh, go give Daza a follow on Twitter because, like, he's amazing and he does a ton of awesome reporting and stuff like this. And we got to talk to him once. Yeah, we got to talk to him about the Demon Slayer Mugen Train movie because he lives in Japan. That episode was awesome. Yeah, and it's it's one of our most popular episodes right now. So thank you again for coming on, Daza. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it because it's really good. Yes. But anyways, um, what he mentioned in here was that Hollywood Reporter actually noted that the Japanese Blu-ray and DVD for Mugen Train was coming out in late January, which at this point I think is probably just a complete misreport on Hollywood Reporter's part. Because like we're in, we're in January to date this podcast right now, and it definitely seems like it's not coming out. Yeah, I I don't see it happening. I mean, let it, it's going to run its course with theaters, and the way it's doing, they have no incentive to release that thing anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. For one thing, like I've never heard of a of a movie getting its Blu-ray release while it's still in theaters. Yeah, plus, like like, like we said, the 4DX yeah. showings have just started too. So like, they aren't going to release a Blu-ray of that while the 4DX is still going. No. Yeah, that's just counterproductive. Yeah, no. Also, God, I, I really want to watch this movie in 4DX now. That'd be so cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it in 4DX with Vlor. Because Vlor clearly knows what he's talking about when it comes to movies. I mean, so I, I so the only movie I've seen in 4DX before, or I guess in recent memory, is the Detective Conan Zero the Enforcer at Anime Expo. And was that worth it? It was worth it for that movie. It actually made that movie better. Imagine with an actual action film, how it would be. Like, with Demon Slayer, I'd assume 4DX would be insane. You know what? I believe it. Because Ufotable is all about, like, effects and shit. And then, like, integrating the special effects with, like, the animation. So, like, this is probably going to be crazy. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I I was talking about it before we started, Mike. And um, watching Demon Slayer on Blu-ray versus streaming... Oh, that's already a world. So I can only imagine what a four, uh, a 4DX showing would look like compared to just watching it in a regular theater. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you get really immersed with all the seat shaking and like the high quality sound visuals. It would be probably the most immersive way to see Rengoku die. <laughs> imagine in real time along with Tanjiro. Oh, God. <laughs> the blood will spill on your place just like Tanjiro. Make sure you're uh, not eat. Make sure you're not eating, kids. Oh my god! They'll be. They'll like have. They'll have like a little warning. Put your food away. 
It's about to get a little bit. It's about to get a little messy in the theater. Every time Tanjiro has to kill himself to get out of the dream world, blood will splatter on you. I was thinking of like a little spray of air on your neck or something. Yeah, it could be that too. That that would probably be actually what it is. God. Oh man. Okay, so we totally need to go see this movie together, and <laughs> when it comes out, to hope that COVID's no longer a thing, so we can just go see it together. Yeah, get get Paul from TF to sponsor our tickets. At this point, yeah, shit. Oh <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's definitely no. not happening. <laughs> no. But to celebrate people going and seeing Mugen Train, theater goers are getting a special little booklet, um, which is also kind of an incentive for more people to go see the movie. And essentially, like, the visual of the book is kind of just, like, Rengoku and Akaza fighting each other. It's a visual we've seen plenty of times before, but this booklet will have a talk between Natsuki Hanai, Akari Kito, Hiroshimono, uh, Yoshitsugu Matsuoka, Daisuke Hirakawa, essentially kind of all the main cast members of Demon Slayer. That's so cool. Yeah, and that also includes uh, a discussion between uh, Satoshi Hino and Akira Ishida, the voices of Rengoku and Akaza, and it's their discussion specifically is on the fight between the, their characters, which is kind of really cool. God, that's God. so cool. I freaking love, like, I love everyone in the cast because you know, like, Demon Slayer's is just so fucking studded with like the star all star cast and like. I keep forgetting that Ishida is Akaza, and it's just like, damn, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And like hearing him and Hino, who's also like really, really good uh, as an actor, like, man, I, I, I kind of want this. <laughs> I'm trying to go to Yahoo auctions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone's selling it out there. I, I'm just, I just, I never, I actually, I knew about like the Ishida and Hino, of course. But I just found out. I'm just reading about Daisuke Hirakawa, and now just thinking yeah, back to Kakyoin. <laughs> that's all I could think of. <laughs> that's like it. That's a very now. apt casting because Enmu would be would be the demon who would go. But no. But the thing that's the worst thing, and I hate it, is the fact that I can only I look at this poster of Rengoku and. Um, Akaza, and all I can see is Kamui and Katsura fighting. Because Gintama is ruined. Ever. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, I really want this book as well, so time to jump on eBay and uh, hunt one down. I mean, if you get me a copy, I'll transfer. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure we... somebody... Do it, do it, and then we I'm post sure. it on the on the. Uh, no, we don't. We we can't do that. <laughs> I'm sure with the multitude of Demon Slayer fans out there, somebody else has got this book and is working on it as we speak. We've been uh, ignoring one of the big elephants in the room, though, because uh, we've been mentioning Demon Slayer is, of course, doing very well, especially Mugen Train, and something really big happened with Demon Slayer Mugen Train, because yeah, it's been the inevitable getting... happened. Yeah, it's been getting a a lot of attendees, a lot of ticket sales, and on December 27th, uh, it became the highest grossing film in Japan, 
at 32 billion 478 million 895,850 yen, which is equivalently around, say, $313.5 million. And that places it well above the former number one, Spirit Away. Disney is shaking. <laughs> you mean Ghibli is shaking? Well, also Disney, because they had Frozen, and that was like number two. Oh, yeah, true. But Frozen, that's old news. That's the number three. That's the garbage now. Rengoku melted it. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Spring came. I can't believe Rengoku just decapitated Haku. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in terms of like worldwide sales, Demon Slayer Mugen Train is still behind uh, Tenant um, at the time of this recording. And Tenant is the fifth highest grossing film of 2020. So it's still only like number six worldwide, but that's still like a really good for like worldwide yearly sales. Um, But like to reach number one in Japan, like that's huge. Like, yeah, your name did it a long time back at this point, but for another film so soon after that to do it is kind of insane, especially something like Demon Slayer, where, like, yeah, Demon Slayer is big, but it really kind of emphasizes, again, that Demon Slayer has become, like, a phenomenon. Demon Slayer is now Normie Core. <laughs> is that Normie Core? Normie Core. <laughs> uh, you heard me. In 4DK. Yeah, it's, it's up there now. Like, it's, like, it's literally, it did what JoJo could not. Even though JoJo is like pretty normie now, I guess. God, yeah. You know I'm not wrong. You know I'm not wrong. You are. You're, you're, ne- you're, you're never. Aren't. You're never wrong. Marion's never wrong. Never. Thank you. Everyone else needs. But yeah. To know. <laughs> but yeah, it took down Spirited Away. That's 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 a lifetime of just that movie being there, and then Demon Slayer just comes and slays it. Yeah, literally and, and, everyone knows. Everyone knows what Spirited Away is. Even if you haven't watched it, you just know the name. Now yeah. Demon Slayer is like in those ranks. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's not stopping. It's going to create a rank of its own soon. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a friend actually who a- works uh, in Japan. Um, he's I don't think he's Jet, but he's he works at like a school. And uh, he teaches like third and fourth graders. And he was telling me that for Halloween, literally everyone was Tanjiro and Nezuko. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> it is. So, like, that's just, like, how, how huge the impact is. Like, all, all these kids, like, some people, some some kids were, like, uh, they had to do, like, a survey, like, oh, uh, who's your hero or whatever. Yeah, I was uh, about to just bring that up. <laughs> yeah, like, like for for for. For men, most people said Tanjiro, and then for like women, most people said like, "Oh, my mom." So Tanjiro is as good as your mom. Oh my god, as popular. That's that's not popular. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I saw that report too. Like everybody, it's there's an overwhelming percentage of Japanese people who know who Tanjiro is. So yeah, which is absurd, and I that I guess that kind of makes sense. Like considering how many people ended up seeing this film, it's like. Yeah, Tanjiro is a household name now. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, and considering this year where 
we need everybody needed this movie really. <laughs> True. <laughs> so everyone needed the deep feels. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And it seems like the movie itself is not the only thing that's doing extremely well. Because Lisa's theme song for the movie Homura has become the number one longest single on the Oricon digital singles charts. Damn. Yeah, with a record 11 weeks as of December 28th. So that that's kind of a big deal. And if you guys haven't listened to Homura yet... That song freaking hits the feels hard. Like, it's so good. I actually good. haven't listened to it. You haven't listened to it? I haven't either, it? actually. You guys need to listen to it. It's so good. No. I think I will, but also, I was I was actually in that Sakaki camp of, like, maybe it'll hit me harder if I just listen to it. Like, yeah, see, somewhere. that's just... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I, I could listen to it to one of own, but it's just like... From my perspective on it, it's going to hit hard either way. Like when I'm watching the movie, finally it'll probably still hit up the feels. True. Yeah. No. I'm not gonna ball anyway because I'm the, I'm just that kind of person. Like I'm very emotional or whatever. But like, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. Screw it. No, I'm 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 I'll be the last bastion. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> wait. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna. I want to I want to go into this thing. If I can't be, I'm already spoiled on the story. So whatever. But I want to be spoiled. You can't call I don't it want to be spoiled if you experience. read the manga like ahead of the time. You read it before you watched it. Come on, Sakaki. I'm going to call it spoiled. All oh right, God. <laughs> That's so silly. I'm going to do what I want, man. <laughs> but no, no, so no, no, no. I mean, you're, like, you're, 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 you're right. You're right. The concept. I, you're right. I already know. I already know. Yeah. You're, you're literally yeah. woke. <laughs> woke cocky. The new evolution of Sakaki. But no, no, no. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I want. I don't want to be. I want to go in as a new experience when I do finally see the movie, and I, I definitely intend to. Once they announce it, I'm down. Like True. that yeah. day. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, now, now that uh, now that I'm looking at the cover, dude, Lisa, her. Her outfit looks like a like a Gintama Shinsengumi costume. It does. It really does. Like, does. Uh, I was thinking that myself. I'm like, no, nobody else sees that. It's just me because of my Gintama addled brain. Okay, good. You all just just <laughs> you all just really complete me right now. <laughs> it's okay. I also have Gintama brain rot. <laughs> I think I'm the only one here that doesn't. Good. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> I'll, just stay I'll keep teams, watching like, it one day. I'm I'm like forever just, just stalled. Stay with, I'm, like, I'm forever stalled on the start of the Yoshiwara and Flames arc. I stopped at like episode like 25, I think. Wow. That's pretty early. Yeah. yeah. It's not that I even hated it or anything. I like Kintama. I just like suck at watching long shows, which is very hypocritical oh, given I am caught up with Conan, but that's a that is a very different case. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> Case closed, man. But yeah, everybody, I mean, I feel like everybody's got that one show that they just kind of like, yeah, I know I could watch this other long show, but I like this long show. And I will, I'm going to stay caught up with that one. So, I mean, yours is Conan. Everybody, everybody here has got one. Yeah. So, But going back to Homura, another big accomplishment that Homura got was that it won Japan's top music honor 
which is the Grand Prix of the 62nd Japan Record Award. I have never heard of that in my life. I hadn't either before this, but looking into it, it apparently is like a very big deal. It's like, yeah, like the one of the highest honors that like the uh, Japan Composers Association gives out. So that's kind of a huge mm-hmm. achievement for Lisa, for one thing. But it's also kind of crazy that, yeah, she got it for the theme song for Demon Slayer Mugen Train. That's crazy. Which, I mean, yeah, to be fair, that like I said, that song is extremely emotional. So I feel like even if you hadn't watched the movie, it would definitely kind of emo- like evoke feelings into people. So it's well-deserved. That's awesome. You're, you're- you guys are winning me over a little bit. <laughs> okay, Sakaki, right after this call, we're going to listen to the song. We're going to make you listen to the song, Sakaki. That's so funny. No. That's not even <laughs> my intention. <laughs> like, no, just... I, I, it's not necessarily your intention, but just reading how big it is and how Vilar keeps saying it's a really an emotional song. So, like, now I'm kind of like, maybe maybe I'll go ahead and just let myself go and listen to it. Yeah, another thing to note, too, is that the music video for Homura has been watched over a hundred million times on YouTube. Damn, So, good. yeah, people really like this song. At this rate, it'll... No, I'm not gonna say it. Say it, Mary. It's Worst case scenario, I cut it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at, at this rate, it's gonna be as viral as Gangnam Style. I guess? That's, that's, a, that's not even, like, I thought it was going to be something, like, possibly offensive. That's just, like, outdated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Velor just went for the jugular there. Okay, I was in <laughs> high school when Gundam style was a thing. That's okay, how old it is. I'm nostalgic for 2012. Excuse me. Yeah, I was, like, I was, like, 14. Okay, now I'm offended at how young you are. You already knew this. This was the contract you made when you became friends Velor with me. is really a Zoomer. I'm not a Zoomer. <laughs> I'm close to a Zoomer. I'm still technically a millennial. I, I like how you got offended by that. I am not a Zoomer. No, I don't get offended by it, but like... <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just, it's just your reaction was just that. Yeah, but no, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, but what do we got next? We got the Google Trends, right? Yeah, the, the Demon Slayer buzz never ends because even Google has been infected by the Mugen train. Um, because Demon Slayer Kometsu Daiba was number four on the top Google Trends of 2020 in Japan. So yeah, the demons are coming. <laughs> and it's the, like, it's the top pop culture related thing too. Because... Uh, to talk about the top three, number one was the new coronavirus infection. Number two was the U.S. presidential election. And number three was emergency declaration. So, yeah. So, basically, it's been an eventful year, and Demon Slayer still managed to be one of the most talked about things in it. Yeah, like, it was Demon Slayer and Animal Crossing. Yeah, Demon Slayer is right above Animal Crossing. Yeah. Not even Tom Nook could stop Demon Slayer. Oh my god. And that just reminds me, when I, my first time going to Marion's Island, it was like, he was dressed as Tanjiro. So, once again, true, Marion's never wrong. I mean, I am never wrong. Yeah, in terms of other things Demon Slayer beat out in the top ten, um, Zoom, like the application, Uniqlo Mask, Go To, 
<laughs> Typhoon number 10, and Sharp Mask. Okay, what's a, what's go to? So go to is the Japan travel campaign that's going on in Japan. Oh. So like right now, oh. um, I, I know this because we've been listening to like uh, a few podcasts, probably like the Broad in Japan podcast and a few others. And so go to is essentially to kind of uh, instigate and kind of convince people to travel around Japan um, because tourism's down. Because obviously people can't get into the country. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I guess, like the replacement for Cool Japan. Or maybe an initiative, I don't know. Yeah, so I think like with GoTo, like there's like discounts for going to certain places and like hotels are cheaper and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just kind of like convincing people like, hey, if you have time off from work or something, go travel somewhere. Have you heard of the Saka Prefecture? Well, if you haven't, <laughs> here's this cool anime called Zombieland Saga. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Anime pilgrimages are a thing. Uh, but yeah, the fact that Demon Slayer has beaten out all these kind of like hot topics um, is kind of a big deal. So yeah, Demon Slayer is continuing to be huge. And that's not only concerning just the franchise, but also the Japanese economy, because the Demon Slayer franchise is estimated to bring in 270 billion yen to the Japanese economy in 2020. I can't believe Gotoge single-handedly saved the economy. (laughs) (laughs) We need need Gotoge in the United States. Go to... Uh, so this was initially reported by the japan times with the estimates made by daiichi life research institute and breaking this down uh roughly 85 billion yen of it was from book sales 50 billion was from sales directly attributed to mugen train and more than 130 billion of the yen was attributed from sales of other merchandise merchandise and related media Mm. jesus christ the japan times says that this estimate is more than double the economic impact that kumamoto's famous mascot kumamon has brought to japan every year yeah i was was just about to mention that and for those who don't know kumamon is adorable so if demon slayer is beating out kumamon you know something is going oda yes that one is literally quaking Kumamon was always a demon. I had my suspicions for now. <laughs> Tanjiro's gonna slay Kumamon. I mean, Kumamon kind of has a weird, like, death stare of sorts, so maybe Kumamon oh, deserved it? <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of uh, Tanjiro, like, cutting Kumamon's, like, face off for, like, a mask. Oh, God. Imagine if, like, Urokodaki had a Kumamon mask. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Draw it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that, that's kind of really big. The fact that, yeah, Demon Slayer is essentially helping the Japanese economy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. There's just no word for it. Like, this is no longer just the manga. It's movement now. It, it's well past just being another anime series. This is going to be remembered for a long time because people who are. The economy and people who are probably not even interested in Demon Slayer now know of it, and it and it's 
and what it's done for the economy and everything. So yeah, it's past just, oh, well, yeah, it was a fun manga, but it's now a movement. It is now Japan. Demon Slayer is Japan now. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's funny because like, this is just going to mean that even more people uh, are just going to like talk about it in passing as like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't watch, uh, you know, normie anime or like stuff that like literally like everyone else has watched or whatever. You're going to get that many more contrarians who are just like, nah, it's, it's popular, so it must be bad or some shit like. Which is so funny in Demon Slayer's case, because we all know Demon Slayer wasn't hit off the bat. It struggled at the beginning, so it's kind of like the ultimate underdog story. You went from yeah, like it's... the dumps to the ultimate peak of Chad Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean i i would take I would take contrarians over power level people. So I would take neither. Just saying. We can just get rid of both of them. <laughs> We don't, we don't want that toxic crap in our lives. I mean, fair. It's also fair. But with all this success, you gotta wonder, how much is Gotuke really getting out of it? Um, are they gonna be rolling in billions of dollars? And the reality of it is, unfortunately not. Now, this is not new news for people that are kind of super familiar with the ongoings of the industry. But... Uh, Daryl Harding, once again, wrote a great article kind of going in-depth on what Gotuke would actually get financially out of the Mugen Train. And he cites here a uh, kind of an estimate made by uh, Japanese insider Hotaka Sugimoto, um, who has been studying the box office revenue for Demon Slayer. And Sugimoto had mentioned that the estimated fee for what Shoeisha would have given for the rights to Mugen Train would have likely been around 4 million yen, with roughly only 2 million of that yen going to go to get directly for the theatrical release, which in US dollars is only around uh, $19.2,000. So that's not a lot, unfortunately. Damn. Ugh. And, like, additionally, yeah. like, it's noted that, like, the cut gets that small because, like, included with that is, like, other people on the production committee, uh, especially Anaplex and Yufa Table, who would get half the amount also of the box office profits and other stuff regarding that. And even to go and bring up uh, <laughs> Sakaki's hated enemy, Sriracha. Arch enemy! <laughs> <laughs> you could say it. He's my arch enemy. Yeah, Sorachi yes. did mention at one point is, I mean, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but now we can see it's actually a bit true. Sorachi said, yeah, you all can keep go seeing this movie. You can pay for a bunch of merch. I don't see any of that shit. <laughs> I see a licensing fee. That's it. And that is the truth. Sorachi was telling us the truth. Yeah, but- and it's especially tricky in a case like Gotage where like, they would likely not have a royalty payment built in for like a theatrical release since they are a new writer to jump. This is their first series. Yeah. That's insane to me. And then like going forward, I have to wonder how that's going to affect like the planning for the continuation of the, of the anime. Like 
if they make more movies specifically now that it's as big now that a demon slayer is as a phenomenon as it is now does that mean the same like now that her or their work is like this huge thing all over the country like are they are they still going to get like that kind of a, a cut for the upfront licensing fee hmm, yeah i'm not sure yeah yeah i would i would imagine like, they could definitely lobby for some change especially if okay talks it around. yeah especially like, i, I guess at- shueisha is also one of three companies on the production committee instead of like like for bigger stuff you'd y'all you would see more uh companies in that like committee position like sponsoring the, the film but like Shueisha is getting a lot of that money um like from like ticket sales and stuff so i wonder how they're gonna use it or like if anything they'll 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 build a better relationship with their writer yeah i mean at the very least i think after all the success go to gay is gonna have a lot more leverage with future deals, including Demon Slayer. Because mm-hmm. um, one other thing Sugimoto had mentioned when detailing all this out is uh, the idea of secondary usage fees, which would be for like um, stuff like kind of home video rights and other things that would involve additional kind of releases of the film. So like, the way we think about it is like this initial fee is the original usage fee for the theatrical release. Anything after that would have to be a secondary usage fee. And with that, Go to Gate could maybe get more money out of it, which I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading like a later part of this uh, article. And yeah, we've all known this that Shonen Jump is a pretty big deal. I mean, Demon Slayer aside. And we're seeing another creator, Mari Yamazaki. Uh, Thermai Romai, which ran in Comic Beam, and I mean, she only got about $9,630 original usage fee for the adaption of her manga series. So it was the second highest grossing Japanese that year. Yeah, it's it's sadly not surprising. Like, I even remember, like, the creator of Psyche, Shuichi Aso. I think at one point they, they forgot to pay him for uh, his like TV anime of Psyche. Jesus, so, like stuff like this God. happens. <laughs> but how do you? Okay. Luckily, after that, they did pay Which him. Still got... But that sounds like another story he could weaponize for his manga. Uh, right. <laughs> Clearly, also has come back with the story just revolving around that, not getting paid for jobs. I just, just, I just sitting at home watching your anime, like, boy, I can't wait, wait till I see the money roll in for this. <laughs> I just, they forgot. But yeah, so I, I highly recommend listeners reading this full piece because there's a lot of details here that we could probably spend like over an hour on alone. Um, so yeah, go, go read it. And uh, yeah, hopefully, Go to Gay kind of gets a better deal moving forward. I mean, from my perspective, like, Either Gotoge will get more leverage with Shueisha, or she'll go to another publisher that will give her that leverage. So, yeah. Yeah. If anything, like, we do know, like, in the end, it's a good thing, because the reason the manga blew up was because the movie was huge, and, like, like uh, the anime in general was, like, so big or whatever, and that, uh, like, it, at the very end of the article does say that, like... um it's a win-win situation for the production house, the publisher, and the original creator because 
the if the movie's a hit, uh, the original work will go up in sales. And as we've seen this year, it's literally ten times as like ten times the product, like highest grossing product, as like the number two spot of the manga or of the list of uh, high, uh, most sold manga copies. Yeah, like, and that's yeah. an important thing to note here. Like the anime film is helping boost manga sales, and yeah, Go is still making money off that. And for those who may not be fully aware of it, yes, if you buy the manga in English, Gotuge does get money from that as well. So it's just another reason to, if you want to support Gotuge, buy the manga. Yeah. Or you could yeah. even reading chapters on the Jump app, like, uh, well, not anymore, because they're not, the the latest free chapters are like the the first or, and the first three and the last three was it yeah but from what i understand with the jump app it's like anytime you're spending one of your reads for the day on a chapter in the vault that's where the money right. would get sent so like say you're reading demon slayer you chapters you, that breakdown of i i don't know how much money goes each time but from how jeff rudberg explained it on twitter like essentially every time you're hitting that read button like that's when like whatever X amount would be going to an author. Right. There we go. So, and I assume it's the same in manga plus if you're listening and you're not in the like Anglo centric territories. So, yeah. And, uh, talking about money here, these kind of problems also seem to be on the voice actor side as well. Cause yeah, voice actors, are also mentioning that their salaries stay the same despite, like, successful hits like Demon Slayer. And this is specifically from uh, Sankonji Orokodaki's Seiyu Hochiotsuka, who mentioned in an interview how, despite, like, regardless of how, like, a show is successful or how well it does, payments for a voice actor are kind of fixed before the recording. So, like... Um, according to, like, one voice acting school in Japan, uh, payments for, say, like, a 30-minute TV anime episode would be around 15,000 yen, um, and a maximum of 45,000 yen, depending on, like, kind of whether you're a low-ranked voice actor or a high-ranked voice actor. Um, and anime voice acting is usually the least paid work for voice actors in Japan. And, uh... Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of uh, depressing. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, the 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 rest of that sentence uh, with dubbing overseas live action films the highest at uh, well fifty thousand yen, which is still not a uh, lot. That's interesting. It's not. It's not. I I definitely don't want to make it sound like it's a lot, but it's interesting because I do watch a lot of like well not a lot, but I have a few like Japanese dubbed films and TV shows of American stuff, and you don't tend to see a lot of anime voice actors in that. So that explains this, because I always used to wonder about that, because I have, like, three or four Japanese did, and they're, like, all actors, actors. You don't really see many, like, an- you see maybe one or two anime voice actors, and they usually don't have the lead role, like, a side character, where they'd be a main character in an anime, they're, like, the sidekick in a Disney movie. Yeah, which I guess kind of makes sense because from like, from how I've seen like, dubbing over live action is kind of a very different skill because like, not only are you having to kind of emulate a voice or kind of 
do a voice, but you also have to actually match it kind of slightly phonetically to the lip flaps, and there's less room for error compared to anime voice acting, where generally in anime there aren't, um, like, more detailed lip flaps, because, like, you're not following an actual human being's lips. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That does. And then, like, people's affectations can be so different depending on whatever action they're doing. So you have to account for that as well. Because even, like, you see, like, anime, like, there's always action and, like, screaming or whatever. But, like, it's much more different when you're trying to match an emotion of an actual person uh, when they're in the middle of an action. Whether it's, like, uh, like moving around or, like, uh, let's say, like, jumping. Or if they're, like, doing, like, a specific, like, human action that has a certain nuance that you can't convey uh, with, like, animation. Yeah. But, uh, of course, like the previous story, there are caveats here. Um, specifically, Otsuka does mention that, like, working on, like, popular series like, say, Demon Slayer has a ripple effect where, like, voice actors will be more likely to be booked for other events because, like, they've essentially rise in the rankings of sorts. So, yeah, there there is a sort of light at the end of the tunnel, even though, honestly, a lot of these people should be getting paid more, especially when... Yeah, stuff like Mugen Train does extremely well. I also, this is completely unrelated, but I do find it like kind of humorous that Otsuka is the Japanese voice of Jeff Goldblum. Because <laughs> now I'm just imagining Otsuka's voice coming out of Goldblum. Yeah, bro. Uh, Rokodaki yeah. was definitely in uh, Jurassic Park. Oh my god. <laughs> I need it. I need it now. You saw the part where he like completely sliced that T Rex? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that just reminds me that I mean, you know, rest in power. Uh, Keiichi Fujiwara was Tony Stark's. Oh, true. He was, yeah, he was his official Japanese. Man, I have Miss Fujiwara. I, yeah, I do. Oh, Robbie Robert Downey Jr. I'm referring to him. I mean, granted, that's one of his biggest. I knew what but, you meant. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Knew I, what no, you no, meant. no, 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 no. I know. You, I know you're not saying you. No, no. I'm just saying I'm referring to him as that, but I should refer to him as his actual name. <laughs> Sadly, I think more people but, know yeah, him as Tony Stark yeah. than as Robert Downey Jr. I mean, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you have a point. But yeah, that just that's just. I mean, I know several more Japanese voice actors who are known to dub a certain um which is I, I always find that interesting. So the second last piece of news that we wanted to talk about here is an article by Nikon Sports where they kind of reported on the future plans of Demon Slayer. Specifically being how uh Shoeisha and Anaplex are discussing in detail with the television broadcasters and film distributors Toho and Fuji TV on how to proceed with the Demon Slayer franchise which is kind of vague but also interesting it's very interesting it's by far like the one like piece of news that came out uh from just like like the accumulation of like how the film is successful and the that led to all the, the 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 manga blowing up and everything. But like this is this is the intersection where all of that comes together. 
Yeah, it kind of makes sense that like these discussions are happening uh, between Shueisha, Anaplex, Toho, and Fuji TV because like Demon Slayer has become so big as a film that the question then becomes like, okay, do we continue this as films and continue to release it just in chunks that way, or do we want to go back to a TV anime format? Do we want to do like a film first release plan and then air it on TV later as maybe cut up? So yeah, it's it's definitely something to think about. So I'm not surprised that a lot of these discussions are being made. And I'm honestly curious about what the outcome will be here. Yeah, I mean, in this article, specifically suggests that they're going to do two movies rather than one. So that's also... A lot of this, a lot of this article is mostly them just kind of like shooting shit in the dark. Yeah, like, it's like mostly speculation. Could, so like there's nothing... Yeah concrete here it's more of just like hey yeah they're they're considering more demon slayer obviously because demon slayer has done amazingly well beyond anyone's expectations and like they're just ringing around okay what the heck are we gonna do here yeah i mean obviously the different parties all think that you know the film distributors will want movies while they would all like benefit in some way it's not to say that, oh, if they do more movies and Fuji TV's out, they would get something. But obviously, and as V-Lord said, if they were just to re-air the movies, I'm sure that would do really well, too. But I'd also think that Fuji TV would like a piece of that buy and say, hey, air another TV anime. Yeah. So, I mean, speculatively, I mean, I did, like I said, I did translate this article for the, uh, the Twitter, and I'm I definitely am say, giving a caveat to or I say that um, one of the words that they use for discussion can be translated kind of like not argument, but uh, I, 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 I almost, I, yeah, it's a discussion, but it's also, it's got several nuances where it could be seen as an argument or kind of like a, oh, kind of like a rebuttal, them going back and forth. But mm-hmm. again, I don't want anybody to put too much weight into that. I went with discussion when I translated it because that has a far less negative connotation. <laughs> so I don't want people to be like, oh, Fuji is trying to get, you know, trying to get it back on TV while Toho is trying to get more movies. And no, I'm pretty sure there's some synergy going. It's a battle to so. the death. <laughs> and situation are just there on the balcony, you know, like a middle of the Coliseum. And they're just like, fight, fight for Tanjiro. Engaging. <laughs> Gladiatorial combat. <laughs> we both have to wear Nosuke masks. God. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, it, it's interesting to see that. And of course, the biggest thing to take away from this is like the acknowledgement that the next arc could not be. It's not going to be feasible to do it. They've are at least already. Yeah, which is kind of a given because, like, yeah, that that arc is too long to do in one movie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what direction they end up going in. I mean, I would per- personally be fine with just movies going forward. Though I know some people are less keen on that because knowing Anaplex, they aren't the most accessible with releasing their movies. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's tricky now because like we're in a pandemic and it's, you can't really go to a theater to see a movie. Um, oh. And in Anaplex's defense... 
they have been doing better at the turnarounds for their movies. Like, before COVID was getting bad, they were going to release Heaven's Feel like a month after its release in Japan. So Yeah, that was very close. Yeah, so I think, honestly, if COVID wasn't a thing, we probably would have seen that for Demon Slayer. Um, but honestly, it is what I think it is. with the Sony position, like, been some questionable things, but, like, the the way that like Animplex has been running is like it makes sense. Uh, like the fact that they're taking for home video, it it uh, I guess like uh, more confidence in the way that they handle that kind of stuff. Just because they would solely release like sets or whatever, but like now they also have uh the more uh like less uh like uh, standard editions or whatever. Which is that's what most people get, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm really curious. Uh, like, if they tried to continue the rest of the series entirely in movies, that would be that would be a first. And like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know. I'm not a new. I'm not that big of a movie person, but for something like this, I'm really going to see. Uh, like the shot Demon Slayer has gotten, and I wouldn't be opposed to watching the rest of it. Um, I do watch the uh, the Heaven's Feel movies. I wasn't able to catch uh, part three uh, before it was like shortly pulled from theaters because, like, I'm always obviously I'm not gonna. I don't know. Like, I live in New York, so I have a much more like uh, strict fear, like yeah. like a like bigger fear when it comes to like the pandemic. But I I will do my best to. Catch part like comes out maybe on home video yeah like i i barely managed to watch heaven's field three in theaters before minnesota shut down again um and yeah Mm -hmm. that that was a that was a freaking trip and honestly like i kind of think it would make sense to do just films going forward for demon slayer because yeah i mean mugen train has done astronomically well that it would be a mistake not to do more movies of that vein and i honestly don't think a anime original movie would do nearly as well as continuing just adapting the manga as a film i think that would be the best route to go if they want to do more movies and honestly like Mm -hmm. if fuji tv wants to cut of the pie cut up the movie and air it later on television like maybe a year or something. That's literally what I thought they were going to do for, uh, like quote unquote season two, uh, that they would like because we know from the beginning before it even aired on TV, Ufotable has spliced the first five episodes into a, like a, a theatrical showing. So like I thought they were gonna literally the same for the train arc. Yeah, I was I was kind of suspecting that as well, but after we talked. Uh... Daza about it, it definitely seems like they didn't make it with that intention. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they're really planning here. And I honestly don't think we're going to see like a cut of Mugen Train on television anytime soon. Like Definitely not. Yeah. But maybe a year later, if anything. Yeah, but so not I, I feel by the end of 2021, we'll know what the future of Demon Slayer holds in anime form. And I'm I'm definitely I'm leaning towards and thinking it's probably gonna be films moving forward. But who knows? It could it could really go any direction. 
Yeah. But yeah, I guess now we are on to our final thing to mention on this episode, which is a in-depth article by Daryl Harding Daza, once again, where he talks about Demon Slayer's astronomic rise in Japan. Specifically, it's how did Demon Slayer Kamisu no Yaiba become Japan's hottest domestic franchise. And he covers all the basic like areas here, like Demon Slayer's history and jump, the various influences that brought Demon Slayer to the spotlight, and how it topped the film charts from the very beginning, um, all the way back to uh, the bonds between brother and sister movie that Marion mentioned. So, yeah, Demon Slayer has a very rich history at this point and a really huge underdog story. So if you're kind of curious about learning more about it, we highly recommend reading this piece. We'll include it in the description of this episode. And yeah, just go give it some love. Definitely. Yeah, I think that uh, wraps us up here. We have covered all the bases. And yeah, we don't actually a lot to talk about. Yeah, we learned that this was going to be a third episode, but obviously... Yeah, I think we, we've been yeah, recording no. for an hour and a half. So yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, yeah, that was just a dream within the dream. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> Before we go insane, though, we should probably wrap up here. So... Marion, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Twitter at microwavy the e before the v, where sometimes I'll tweet about manga, light novels, and anime that I just happen to come across, or games. You know, I tweet about everything. Uh, but I also on my Twitter I have a link to my card, which uh, also links to all the other projects I have. Um, I podcast on a bunch of other things like the Good Friends Anime Club. Uh, that's at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. Uh, I'm on the Shaman King podcast with you two um, at Shaman King Pod. Or, yeah? Yeah. Is it, you got is it. it. Shaman King Pod or at okay. Shaman King okay. Pod. Yeah, you got it. Good. And then uh, sometimes, uh, more recently, I've been guesting on the My Hero Academia podcast. So that's that image if you want to check that out. Um, yeah, like I, I do a lot of shit. Um, and I also write reviews on my personal blog, heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com. Uh, and I also write reviews for, to not, not reviews, I write... Uh, uh, editorials? Editorials, yes, that's the word. Toonami Faithful, uh, toonamifaithful.com. Um, I have an idea in the works. I'm not going to leak it because I'm smart. But also, B-Lord, I think you'll be interested if anything because you're not interested in the topic okay so once we're done recording tell me <laughs> hell yeah and then uh finally i also um i also write reviews for sakaki's blog which is uh you can find that on twitter at wss talkback uh and it's the the website is uh weekly shown it wss talkback.blogspot.com here we go nice <laughs> Well, that doesn't leave me much to say. No, you can you can talk, you can like. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I, I was. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess it's my turn to say that. I, I'm at those places. Pretty much everywhere you can find Marion, I'm in the shadows. <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> you know, Todd in the shadows. 
Yeah. You know, Todd in the Shadows, I'm Sakaki in the Shadows. That's me. I didn't know you watched Todd in the Shadows. I, I, I didn't, but my girlfriend likes So. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that makes more sense. I was like, wait, uh, Sakaki watches Todd in the Shadows? I don't, but she likes it, so I make do. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm 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 a sip it. I'm a sip ain't <laughs> simp ain't sip it sip it. God, God, I ruined my. Okay, um, you can find me at <laughs> I run the Shonen's uh, weekly show Gakukan edition, um, Twitter and Twitter and um blog, and where we go there, there's have news features. And everything you can think of for Shonen Sunday the magazine. Uh, it's not quite as big as Jump and probably never will be, but I'm fine with that. We're, we promote what we can of what you can find there just so um, people know there are things in there besides whatever Takahashi's doing. And well, the great thing it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels good. It feels good because we hit although I'm pretty sure we're below it right now, but we hit 5,300 followers um right on new year's eve um That's it's been awesome. kind of it's been kind of yo-yoing since then but yeah uh and yeah it's a lot of thanks to marion's help and pacheca besides and oh yeah i almost forgot the actually both we're reaching two different um my, uh milestones um this upcoming year in january january 17th the twitter will be two years old and january want to say 27th the blog will be three years old so those i'm not sure what i'll do for those i'd like to do something but the only thing i could do is translate i don't have super awesome editing abilities i can't really do much with like photo editing but i'll think of something but i i got like i got like at least three reviews in the works yo (laughs) marion coming with the clutch and then Jack, of course, has got something coming up, so I should look. And like Marion, I also write editorials for Tunami Faithful. Wish I could do that more often, but as you can see, I'm a guy. <laughs> Nothing. Um, as well, you can find me at Kirobon. Um, there's not really a whole lot going on, though I am going to start trying to read more manga and watch more stuff. Because I feel like, hey, 2021 movie is to start doing something about my backlog. So join me there. That that, that could be. Um, You've been reading World Trigger. Yeah, World Trigger's been fun. But Marion, we have to we have to get him on the light novel train. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, both There's of you, no both. If there was like cream <laughs> pants right now. <laughs> I mean, after the show, you all have. That you're oh, you're trying. right. You're right. You're right. But that's so... a, that's a given. To be honest. Yeah, I'm always pushing the agenda on Sakaki. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, yeah, you can find me at those places. Um, and, oh yeah, I've got my spiel about if you're ever, if you're into Shonen Sunday or anything Shogakukan related and you want to write about it or talk about it, let me know. I'm always looking for writers. I mean, I appreciate the work that Jekka do, but, you know, I I would love to start hosting guest writers that know things about Sunday that even I don't know. Become my I don't know a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, you can find me at those places and well, here. <laughs>
yeah, definitely follow both Sakaki and Marion. They both do amazing work. But if you're interested in what I'm doing, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGTZ. And I also write editorial pieces for Tanami Faithful, as well as various manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com. So check out those as well. I also, once in a blue moon, stream a little bit on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VLGTZ. Uh, I mainly kind of have been streaming just whatever. Sometimes it's Dark Souls, sometimes it's Fire Emblem, sometimes it's just something else that I suck at. So, hey, you never know. But aside from all that stuff, I also am involved with three different podcasts that I host specifically. Um, Obviously, there's Demon Slayer Podcast, but we also have the Oversoul Shaman King Podcast, which is on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. As well as the Dumb Weebs podcast, which is a general anime and manga podcast, which is on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. I'm also quite frequently on the Tanami Faithful podcast as a regular co-host. So if you ever see me on there, uh, give it a listen. And I also randomly pop into the Manga Mavericks as well. And I co-host Manga Mavericks at Movies. We recently recorded a new episode for that. I don't have no idea when it will come out, but uh, I will be on it. So look forward to it. Soon. Soon, TM. Soon, TM. <laughs> yes. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast goes, you can find us on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at tanamifaithful.com slash Podcast. And you can check out any of those for any various updates about when the podcast comes out and various other things going on with us. And the podcast is streaming on basically every podcast streaming platform out there. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just look us up, uh, listen to our episodes, subscribe, and just enjoy. So that does it for this episode. So we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. I got a train to catch, guys. See ya. <laughs> the train <laughs> puns never end. <laughs>